0: Hi, Sunil, welcome. You are our first guest for the Developer Health Show. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Very grateful. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, It's something that I've struggled with myself, and I think I got some things right, so I'm happy to talk to you about it.
0: Hi, friends. Welcome to the Developer Health Show, produced by G2i. G2i matches companies with high-impact engineers by offering transparent tech interviews and putting developer health first. My name is Michelle Bakels, and I'll be your host. Today, we are joined by Sunil Pai, founder and CEO of PartyKit, an open-source deployment platform for AI agents, multiplayer and local-first apps, games, and websites. PartyKit just announced in September a $2.5 million pre-seed round led by Sequoia. Before PartyKit, Sunil worked on development teams with Cloudflare, the React core team, and more. So without further ado, let's get to it. So you are on your new journey in life as a founder of a startup called Party Kit. Uh, so tell us a little bit about Party Kit.
1: Uh, sure. Uh, so for context, over the last few years, ever since I moved to London in 2017, I have worked with real-time tech in a number of ways. I was in Oculus, and I helped them build. Multi, massively multiplayer stuff in virtual reality. That was a lot of fun. I was on the React team, of course, for a year. I spent a year in Cloudflare uh, helping them with their developer tooling, their CLI. We actually did a full rewrite, and that was quite an adventure in itself. I like telling people that we rewrote it from Rust to TypeScript, which is the opposite direction all other tools are going right now, but it was the right choice, and it went really, really well. So after five years in the UK uh, on the visa that I am, you actually don't Need a visa sponsor anymore? You enter something called ILR, indefinite leave to remain. And I figured, with the economy being in such a wonderful place and a time of global peace, it would be a great time to just start a company and see what to do. Um, so I uh, started hanging around uh, the folks at tldraw uh, which is an online collaborative whiteboarding app. Super, super great app. Uh, and they were str- not really struggling. They want they really wanted like high-performance real-time in their app. And after having spent a year in Cloudflare, I knew that the novel tech that they're inventing was ready for production usage, and I helped them build a deployment platform on top of it, which they could run locally, fully open source, and they built this incredible syncing engine, that's- which is why the quality of the product is as good as it is. And it was incredible that with such a small team, we were able to build something. And when I say small team, I think the team team size at the time was like three people or something. Uh, We had like a prototype in a week and production ready in like six to seven weeks. It was amazing. Uh, So once I knew that the technology worked, I was like, oh, it might be a good idea to get this for everyone. Let's just build a platform that everyone can build on. So December last year, I started building it from scratch again, just completely new repository and it got a lot of interest it looks like everybody wanted it and my my insight was that for 15 years ever since like websockets landed in chrome in like 2009 spec was 2008 um people have tried building great multiplayer collaborative apps but it's not a mistake that it's taken uh, multi-billion dollar companies to build a Google Docs, a Figma, AAA games, things like that. Because it turns out writing the software, the front end part of it, is only half the challenge. Uh, half the challenge is also the infrastructure. It turns out to be super expensive. You need to like uh, provision clusters of servers across the planet for like good latency. It's a hard distributed systems problem. You have to like hire people to maintain it. It's a complete pain in the ass. But with the things that Cloudflare have been doing lately, and other providers will do it as well, by the way, um, it's up to them whether they want to or not. Uh, the entire physics of it changes. It's actually become, the the programming model is a lot simpler. The It's much cheaper because it's almost like the next evolution of serverless. Uh, and there was a lot of interest. When they, once people started seeing how easy it was to build and how uh, cheap it would be, so that as a kid who builds a game on a weekend, Uh, they don't have to worry about pushing it to production and being bankrupt like the next day (laughs) just because of usage or whatever it is. Uh, And this is kind of what has also happened to web development in the last 20 years, right? Like nobody really worries about getting bankrupted if you put out a website that becomes viral overnight. You can set like usage caps and stuff, of course, but it's also become dramatically cheap. Uh, And (laughs) so much easier for a developer. In the 2000s, when I started making websites, you needed to know like, how to run a Linux box? How what an Apache server was? How to use MySQL and PHP, as is the Lamp stack at the time. Uh, so I think this this revolution is now coming to multiplayer stuff. So that was cool, and I was like, oh, like once I realized the the size of the opportunity, I realized that it has to go away from being Sunil's weekend project to being a real <laughs> company. Uh, and which is why I decided to go down this venture ladder. I pitched to some VCs, it went like really well. I raised around. We closed in like March, but we only announced it in um uh, August, September. Uh and uh, it's been insane. Like this last year has completely transformed my life. Like I've Gone from knowing nothing about it to being the CEO of this company. Of course, CEO anyone can be a CEO, but just having this kind of responsibility and a kind of roadmap that stretches for years—it's extremely new, and uh, I'm looking forward to like following it.
0: Yeah, that is really really exciting, and I think I mean there is the aspect of identifying a need or a space for technical improvement, but I think you know, I think your project makes really a lot of sense with your personality too. Um, if, For anybody listening, if you've never met Sunil, if you're ever in the same room as him, it doesn't take a long time to meet Sunil because you meet everybody, you talk to everybody, you hang out with everyone. Um, So I think it's kind of like poetic that your project kind of matches your personality. Like your your, um, kind of tagline for Party Kit, besides it being called Party Kit, which is a fantastic name, is everything's better with friends. Um, And I love that. Um, This is very... Based on collaboration and being together, so you know, outside of seeing the technical need, um, what is what compels you behind the ethos of this and bringing people together? Why why do you see this as important?
1: Well, yeah, fundamentally, my personality is one of being like social, uh, and it if it wasn't for the friendships and. Relationships that I've built in the industry for the last 20 years of being an engineer in it, uh, I would be nowhere. Uh, and just like from the help that people have given me, and just well, the open source community has always been one of sharing knowledge and capabilities. Uh, I went from doing extremely poorly in university to well, finding myself uh, from like a town in India to finding myself in London. And that's mostly been because of the kind of collaboration and help that I've received from. Uh, the entire community. Uh, the internet is kind of a lonely place. Like it feels like even if you're like on Twitter, like it's just extreme noise, and that you have to like filter out. Um, it used to be a little friendlier. I feel like when blogs were a thing, uh, even social networks weren't as aggressive. Uh, and there is a real magic in making in enabling people to build the tools to connect with each other. The thesis of the company is that the future of the internet is multiplayer. That's what I was saying when I was pitching to like VCs, but it was such an easy bet to make simply because that has always been the original design of uh, the internet. That's what it was meant for. Uh, But Things like infrastructure and having to be a subject matter expert and distributed systems have always made that out of reach for people. But now, junior developers use PartyKit and they build games and immediately like they're talking to people, uh, hanging out. Um, uh, even like if you go to our homepage right now, uh, PartyKit.io, it's just a bunch of cursors from people across the planet like playing with each other. Like that was like such a small thing. Like we built it so quickly and pushed it out there. Uh, and people love it. Uh, there is a real magic in taking something that's very static and, like, well, text-heavy, uh, and very quickly making it such that a lot of people can jump on and contribute, and even participate and just participate in it. Uh, once I realized that there just needs to be an amount of work to do to get this available to everyone on the planet, I. Kind of realized that I'd found my mission—the thing that would drive me for the next few years. It just seemed like such a natural fit, which is why you'll see that PartyKit doesn't really focus so much on the technology and performance improvements, which is there by the way, like the extremely high performance, low latency. But that's not what we focus on. We talk about the things you can do with it, the things that enables you to do as just as as a small as as an individual or as a small team. Uh, And it's awesome. It's really nice. And every day, every couple of days now, we hear people who come, like people will join our community Discord and immediately say that, hey, I just built this over the weekend. This is amazing. Uh, that feeling never gets
0: old. Part of why I want to do these um, interviews in this format is because there are so many great conversations that happen at conferences, like one-on-one or in small groups. And it's like, man, we don't get to like talk about this enough. And it's it's not that it's like nobody's talking about it on the internet, but sometimes there's too much nuance to, to like throw that out there. Um, so I wanted to have the opportunity to kind of talk about being like a citizen of the internet or like of Twitter and like, you know, communication in that sense, because we had a good conversation about, um, you know, like just being remaining positive in the values of remaining positive online or having your, uh, you know, account kind of like be an account that's like, you know, nobody's going to like, feel, you know, like, oh, I hope this is not the day that Sunil calls me out or whatever, you know, something. But I think that there's a lot of intentionality that goes behind that. It's not because you're not noticing things. It's not because you're not frustrated by things, but you're choosing how you want to give feedback. And I think you're somebody that I, I think is really good at like finding the appropriate channels for things so that things remain healthy. So I wanted to ask you like your mindset around your engagement online, especially since you've been around for A while, you know,
1: I'll admit it. I'll admit my influences in the beginning weren't particularly great, right? Like a lot of programming forums were kind of toxic and it puts you into a situation where you have to be on the defensive, on the defense all the time. Uh, And that's not healthy, Uh, especially because programming nerds like will take at the Now as well, I don't know, but definitely back then, uh, would take the opportunity to shut you down if they knew you were a junior, whatever. Mm. Um, Twitter kind of changed that for me because it showed me how it showed me how much nicer things can be if you're if you're a nice person. Like you actually, uh, people forget that there is a lack of nuance on Twitter and they're like extremely short sentences. So people start optimizing for two eighty characters or slightly longer thread. But they conf- because Twitter has, like, so much signal, like, because, like, there's just a constant doom scrolling, 35 more tweets, <laughs> 35 more tweets, all the time, people confuse the abundance of signal with seeing, like, all signal. Uh, uh And uh, that, I think, is a damn shame. Like, constantly there is this talk of... Oh, just one thing that I was seeing online today, again, which is just one of those... They're, like... 16 JavaScript, t- Twitter, drama topics that keep showing up uh, on and off, and I've decided never to participate in any of them. So mm-hmm. today, the one that I saw was about initial bundle size load versus uh, optimizing for client-side or server-side rendering and all of that. Uh, the whole point of that is that there's a spectrum. Uh, and that's, it's not even a static thing for a given team Some days they might want to optimize for something else based on some other requirements, again, which are not being spoken about online for that team. And there's no space to put disclaimers or add like a context button. Uh, And I just realized that, A, you don't have to participate in that because the much better conversations are happening in person anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the nice things about pre-COVID and some might even call it like zero interest rate days, (laughs) Uh, where conferences brought people together and sat them down like next to each other. Uh, And a 10-minute conversation there would let you gain a lot more empathy and context for the other person than days of tweeting at them and having like a big flame war online. Once you do that a few times, you realize where the value, where the alpha is with these people. Uh, that's why I loved conferences back before COVID. And I'm seeing it now again, like come back slowly, but it is coming back. That's why I like to react Miami. Like I just got to sit by the pool and hang with people like David, uh, Ken, et cetera, and like have like really meaningful conversations about uh, the way things are going. Um, people online, that's the other thing you learned, uh, uh, that you learned, which is that uh, the the idea you form of a person online is almost always inaccurate. It's never, mm-hmm. it's never true because people tweet way differently than they actually are in person. I can think of like hundreds, hundreds of like examples. Oh yeah. Uh, and if you actually have, like, if you're empathetic towards that online, even if someone says something that sounds stupid or drama worthy, uh, you can kind of sign that off. It's just Twitter. Like people take it like way too seriously. Otherwise, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, which is why I don't really participate in the discourse so much because it doesn't push the needle. Uh, I like seeing examples and like actual things that work instead of arguing about the same thing again. I wonder if someone should make a little bot that detects that and says, yeah, the thing you were talking about has been discussed to that like 400 times in the last (laughs) few days. I I actually
0: think, you know, it's a shame about the Twitter API because one bot that I wanted to make was like a sentiment like uh indicator like hey, the la- your last twenty tweets were generally negative, <laughs> like do you want to maybe share something that makes you
1: happy? <laughs> take a walk, I think oh, that's the other thing I think, which is it is very easy as a human to confuse digital interaction with well the the feelings that it gives you with like real real feelings, like go and mm-hmm. touch grass is actually extremely good advice it is really it. good to, like advice. go outside your home find a patch of grass just touch it feel the dew and like l- l- let that settle in for a while uh i think yeah just the abundance of signal and noise is a thing that can kind of break you um i forget your original question michelle but no you're i've track. thought <laughs> i've thought deeply enough about it that i I'm very intentional in the w- way that I talk about things online right now, or the people that I like even interact with.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I, I, think I, that's I like important.
1: that word. Uh, you can't survive. Yeah. yeah,
0: I like the word intentional too because I think there's there's toxic positivity where you are suppressing things that are hurting you, so that you because you feel obligated to always remain positive, but then I feel like that's different from like intentional positivity which is recognizing that you have a lot of control over your emotions and your mindset and how you engage with the world and you don't feel like you need to you know be the advocate for server actions like on in the world like you don't need to the stand up for server actions today nobody's asking you to do that and you know also drawing back to your point earlier of like oh when I was with react we were talking about all of these things not saying that people and their and their commentary on things don't have any influence, but for whatever it's worth, some of these things that we're saying, like this shouldn't exist or whatever, this was already like six years in the making. <laughs> like, there's not really a lot yeah, of, like exactly. going back from this. Um, so yeah, and I think there was another good point. Um, you know, which we can touch on a little bit lately. And it's like, you kind of never know who's watching and who's reading. And so I think there's like something to be said about like, if you, you kind of don't ever realize like, oh, I, I think that's amazing that I, that person saw what I said and they were impressed by it. I didn't even know that I wanted to impress that person. I didn't even know they existed or something like that. But like, there's something to be said about like being a little bit careful not to shoot yourself in the foot, by like trying to show some other thing off or, you know, and I think, you know, you're a founder right now. So what have you seen as far as like, you have, you're the face of a company, you're not just a developer anymore. Like what's online presence like for you?
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Reputation is everything in this industry. And I think nine out of people don't actually like understand exactly what you said. Uh, I don't think they understand the audience who's actually seeing them right now and how it might affect them in the future. Uh, there will be people who are raging assholes online and then they will be very surprised that uh, they're not getting the kind of jobs that their other friends are getting or uh, their reach outs are like not working out or when they do actually need help from someone, it's not very forthcoming. <coughs> and again, uh, to repeat myself, they might not actually be like assholes in person, but they just might not yeah. know how to like communicate well online. I see that a lot, with like some younger people. And this big mistake of seeing a tweet, which might be an angry tweet that has 2000 likes... And telling yourself, oh, if I tweet things like that, I'll get mm-hmm. like 2,000 likes. But they just completely don't understand the context of where that person has come from, what audience they've built and what other reputa- uh, relationships they have in the background. So it yeah. is so dangerous and I've seen that happen to like a lot of people. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. give an example, uh, li- like you said, like as a founder right? Like I had a great year in Cloudflare absolutely great, had a wonderful wonderful time with them uh, and When I left, I made it so clear to them that it wasn't because I was mad at them or anything that I was leaving. Like I'm hell, I'm building the building my company on their tech right now, and I like keep relationships alive. I have friends there that I even speak to like every week. Anyway, so when I was raising the round, uh, uh, these folks were like uh, speaking to these VC firms, etc., and uh, they were like super happy with me. Whatever. The next day, I get a message from the CEO of Cloudflare saying, hey, these firms just reached out to me doing like background checks on you. Uh, congratulations. So I said like a lot of nice things. And I heard like from four different people that all senior managers, et cetera, who are so happy to give like glowing references simply because I had kept those relationships alive, not burnt any bridges. Uh, hell, uh, I, I'm, I'm not... Uh, I don't hide the fact that I didn't have a particularly great year in the React team, but I still we feel very strongly about the people on the team, which is why at next Conf, it was so wonderful to see them again after all these years. and every like we were just, I was happy for them. They were so happy for me. they're like shit we' are rooting for a party kit. like it's so good. That we're <laughs> doing all these things. Uh, those things have mattered to me so much, so much more than any kind of like, twitter follower count or like count mm-hmm. i think i've kind of like forgotten how to like tweet bangers anyway but it sort of doesn't matter <laughs> don't worry you haven't <laughs> I was there for. So, no also, i think I, you I, have I mean, maybe in the beginning yeah
0: you have like my you have my all time favorite tweet ever and that's the one where you're like i don't think developers want to experience anything at all and that is like forever that's going to be hard to dethrone that is my favorite tweet that i ever saw so you still got it's, it. It's you still got one. it. Don't that, that, worry. that one
1: is a good one. That one's fair. Um, but uh, yeah, the intentionality is, it's not accidental, especially like the older you get. I think, God, I can't believe I'm using these words. I think the older you get, the more you realize how much value there is in having relationships. Because reputation isn't so much like count, right? It's what people talk about you when you're not mm-hmm. in the room, like when they're mm-hmm. like, behind your back. And I don't have any reference, but I hope that it's that hey sunil is trustworthy uh sunil is open like we'll talk to you about anything Uh, sunil is someone that you can go to for help uh these are the things that matter like a lot more to me and not just that they matter a lot more to me that have mattered more to me because let's say the let's say the startup doesn't work out right and it's a startup that's a statistically speaking, it's going to fail. Who knows? Uh, But if I work ethically and I work hard and I maintain relationships and I don't make like enemies of competitors, I don't do that, by the way. You can ask my competitors. I'm super (laughs) friendly with all of them. I'll talk to them all day long. Uh, If I do that right uh, and the startup fails, I'm so confident I can get a job anywhere in the world that I want, like, really quickly. I'll probably put, like, two tweets out there and people will be like, yeah. Come. Oh, like, yeah. You're reliable, you're helpful, you're great on teams, etc. Let's go. Uh, people... If you can understand the value of that you will understand why you want to like build and maintain relationships in your career it's super important
0: it's so true that could be like a whole a whole hour in and of itself but yeah reputation is everything it's really hard to build and it's really easy to destroy um or call into question which is basically the same as you know not really having a reputation if people can't understand what that is um and so being a founder you know like This is this has worked out for you. Good reputation. People call around. So that's something that worked out for you. That was a success. So let's switch gears and talk about some of your new challenges. Because last time we talked in the Twitter spaces, it was more from like you're an employee, like you've been with really big enterprise companies and you learned how to set boundaries and take care of yourself. And you're like earlier, you were like, go take a walk, but that's something that you actually used to do. Maybe you still do it. So I wanted to know like, what are your new challenges as a founder and how are you taking some of those lessons from like your developer experience or your experience as a developer into the founder space, which is totally different.
1: So some of the lessons from the last time we spoke that are still holding me in good stead and for anyone listening to me, whether you're a founder, uh, early stage founder or a developer, uh, I still stand by this. Uh, Second for second, the thing that's going to give you that is going to make you most effective, most productive is getting the stupid basics right. Three square meals a day, eight hours of sleep and a 20-minute walk. You will not believe how much more effective this is than almost like money in the bank or the choice of programming language or how you do testing. Uh, this thing is... Uh, these Getting getting your physical and mental health in shape is like 10x more effective than any of those things. There are multiple studies to say this. This isn't even something that I think of. And the reason I'm saying this right now is over the last year, I have done badly at some of them and I've done well at some of them at different points of time. And I can clearly point to uh, where my productivity dips are and where the rises are. Uh, It's when I'm feeling good or stable about myself. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, like I even quit smoking uh, weed like three and a half years ago. I swear to you, if I was still smoking weed, I would, I, this company would have collapsed like months ago. <laughs> it wouldn't have even like re- reached this phase. Uh, my, some, some people might push back at that, but uh, like my drinking is down to like so little. It sucks because like at conferences, I would enjoy getting drunk, but I just don't really get drunk anymore at these things. Um, but it matters. Just being able to feel comfortable in your body and your brain gives you confidence confidence leads to being intentional and making the right decisions and downstream of that all these other things come into play Uh, programming language what your roadmap should be what should you should be focusing on if you're not feeling good about these things it's impossible so that i think is really uh that still stays uh in fact probably until the day i die uh, do a little weight training also. Like, again, whenever I lift weights, I feel good. And I don't, I don't. So you should do that as well. Um, the other things are learning to be comfortable with some form of discomfort. Uh, because I've been an engineer for 20 years, there are some things that are just that just come naturally to me. Like, oh, yeah, we'll implement this feature this way with code, whatever. However, for the last 20 years, the thing that engineers... I th- I think they should actually do more of this. Uh, we have always had the option of not giving a fuck about like parts of the business or things that don't matter to us. <laughs> uh, now every single thing matters, and yeah. every day my accountants or lawyers they're there to remind me about it. They're like, "Hey, you need to like file receipts for uh, your uh, of your invoices for the last three months because we're filing taxes." This that like every day there's something new. Every day I learn about it, uh, and in the beginning, I started panicking because I was um, worried that because I didn't know these things, I would do badly. But then you speak to some other founders and they're like, yeah, this is what the first two, three years are like. Just <laughs> learning about everything that you have to do that you didn't really know about before. Um, I think being comfortable with that, being comfortable with not knowing what's coming is a big part of the founder journey and still like waking up on potentially bad days and still doing the thing that you have to do Uh, it's been challenging it's definitely been challenging Uh, that being said I think I'm doing all right I think I'm doing better than like a lot of other people Uh, I talk to a lot of founders and I do the same thing by the way now I get on the call and after like two minutes of chit chat I'm like hey did you get Three square meals. Did you grab a walk <laughs> yesterday? Did you lift anything? And the ones who are doing badly usually say no. And the ones who are doing well, they're like, "Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm keeping good."
0: You know, it's such an interesting point because like you said, the research is there and it's it's just things that you already know that you need to do. And yet it, there's always this discourse of like, if you're working less than 80 hours, do you even want it? You know, like, and it's like, you know, to me, it took me a long time. I definitely used to be like way overworking in a lot of areas, but you look at the research and you experiment and you you kind of see the results for yourself and everything that you want is really tied back to these things. I, I've said this for a while now, sleep is like my favorite part of the day. And it's not because I'm like exactly like tired, but it's like my biggest opportunity for success. Okay. Do I want people to like, find me more likable, get good sleep. Do I want to appear more confident in my decision-making and like what I'm saying to people get more sleep. Do I want to be creative? Do I want to see my visions come to life. Do I want to make new connections and see things in a new way that other people haven't seen before? Get more sleep. All of that happens. Like you can't skip sleep and and have all of these things. So it's like one of those things where it's like, if you're a if you're a hustler and you want to optimize your productivity and you want the best of everything for yourself and you want to like 10x your performance, like, Get eight hours of sleep, or seven hours, or nine, whatever. Find what works for your body. Like I have, like an eight sleep on mm-hmm. my bed now. I like have a bedtime reminder on my watch and my phone. <laughs> like, it's really amazing how it's, much it uh, fix.
1: The sleep thing is, it's crazy. Uh, uh, I was looking at Cloudflare's incident report over the last week. Cloudflare had a big outage, and bang in the middle of the incident report that the CEO wrote. He was like, we did so and so and so, and then I decided to give the night off, because uh, to the people so that they would get some rest and come back because it, even if it uh, we had the opportunity to fix things a little faster, it greatly increased the risk of getting things, making things even worse. Mm-hmm. And yo, for a CEO of a multi-billion-dollar company to put that diktat out is something I respect. 100%, yeah. without a doubt. Uh, the sleep thing is, is, I mean, when we talk about developer health, I think uh, w- one of the other things people do, especially in the last 10 years, is they reach for supplements, nootropics, mm. and things like that. Uh, I'm not such a big, I mean, I tried a couple of them and it felt very unnatural. Uh, the thing that I still trust is l which is the tea extract that I keep like giving out to people. That's really good. Uh, but everything else, it feels... If you dive into it and you're like, this is someone who's taking modafinil or whatever the other productivity enhancing drugs are, they're doing that on top of only like three hours of sleep. And I'm mm-hmm. like, do you want to try doing eight hours of sleep and not doing the other thing yeah. first? Because <laughs> I think that might like work a little better for you. Um, yeah, the sleep sleep twenty minute walk that's why like i even like walk between home and office now because that gives me about an hour's walk every day uh in total uh and that's amazing i love it just i i, I like it a lot I think that's the way to do it but it's actually quite annoying how effective the basics are <laughs> like knowing that there's no secret drug that you can take there's no secret uh there's no magical incantation and that you have to just do this and even even in work right like it's very hard to do death march for like six months uh, Mm -hmm. and then potentially have this big payoff at the end of it where instead the way that I work right now is show up and tell myself what is the least that I can do today to tell myself that I did a good day's work. <laughs> I'll have to answer emails, etc. but a little bit of incremental progress on the product. What am I shipping today? What am I shipping today? And then at the end of the month, I look back and I'm like, holy shit, I shipped like a thousand lines of code and like four features. That's amazing. Let's just do mm-hmm. more of that for the next month. <laughs>
0: Stick, stick to the routine. Okay. So this, this went by way too fast um, because I still want to talk like for another hour, but um, we are going to move into like our segment. Every guest is going to have to answer these three questions. So you're the first one. So this is something that we practice at G2I. It's called stop, start, continue. And it's basically like our form of retrospectives when we've worked on a project for a while, or we've, you know, Trudged into some new territory. What is What are we going to stop doing? What are we going to start doing? And what are we going to continue doing? So, for you right now, it doesn't have to be related to Party Kit or anything in particular. Just it can be, it can't be, doesn't matter. Um, what are you going to stop doing first? Or what have you recently stopped doing?
1: I have the tendency to. When I, Sometimes when I'm alone with my thoughts, because it's been such a stressful journey, a lot of the stress comes from trying to imagine what worst case scenarios are. I need to stop doing that. Uh, just imagining how things can go so completely badly. Uh, maybe it's good like for two minutes, but not for like 20 days. Mm. Uh, I think I need to stop doing that because like I said, statistically speaking, the market is going to decide more than I am about the company or my career or whatever it is. The best, all I can really do is work ethically and work harder. So what I need to stop doing is thinking of like worst case scenarios and then like losing sleep over it has happened many times, like literally losing sleep over some weird thing that may or may not happen in the future. That's one. What am I going to start doing? Um, Uh, Honestly, like I want to start traveling again. I've barely traveled uh, other than, not for work. I had such a great time in Miami with you folks. I went to Verona and Helsinki. And then I didn't do a bunch of traveling until I was like, you know what? I want to go to San Francisco and hang with people during next year's conf. Travel, I think, is useful because it expands your mind and you meet more interesting people. And it's always delicious. Uh, I think I want to start traveling again. I think people should travel in general. I would like to. Uh, now that things are slowing down a little bit, I think it might be fun to travel. So that's the stop. That's the start. And what is the third one? Continue doing? Continue. Yeah. Um, I've had a pretty good career and I've... I've been reflecting on that because, well, I'm turning forty next week, so I've been looking back oh, on happy my life. So, uh, it's the big one. <laughs> uh, so I've been looking back, and I feel good. By the way, it turns out I look good with like the white dashes in my hair. <laughs> once that starts coming in, even deeper, I think I'll look good. Um, I uh, the thing the things that have work for me are the simple ones. I really wish it was deeper than that, but like working hard on the things that matter, working hard on relationships. Like just, I like my wife, like the two of us are uh, uh, having such a great time in our relationship now. And it's only because we are so honest with each other and like, it's been good. Like I I, I married lucky, like she married way (laughs) below her uh, uh, her status, so to speak. I've married uh, way higher Uh, and we are having like such a great time Uh, working hard, being honest, being ethical, Uh, and trying to find things that compound in my life, like technology, uh, relationships. Those are the things that I think are hopefully are the theme of the next 10 years of my life. Uh, it turns out not a lot, like very money isn't that important after a point of time. Like I'm, I'm not rich by any means, but I do well for myself and I don't have many more needs. Um. Gadgets are just like an iPhone and an iPad. I like my iPad now. I've been using it a lot, but I actually still like my Kindle more. The things to continue are uh, be good to your family, friends, community, work hard, be ethical. By the way, it's also logistically way simpler we were discussing the other day about how hard it must be to be a liar because you have to maintain this multiverse (laughs) of facts in your head. No, just being honest and being straightforward about yourself is a very simple and easy way to live your life. And I like it. I think I'm just going to keep doing that more.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Being honest and just being true to yourself, it's the path of least resistance. And it's like the a law of physics, basically. So, <laughs> you know. By the it's way, very I have to explain
1: this. Like, I, uh, listening back, uh, like thinking about what I just said in the last thirty seconds makes me sound like I'm very like morally superior. Like, oh, I'm better than you, person. But no, like really, I think what I'm saying is I'm actually quite stupid that I'm not (laughs) capable of being cunning and like extremely uh, smart about those things. No, I'm like doing the dumb things really work well for me. So that's what I'm going to keep doing.
0: I love that. Keep doing dumb things. I love it. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks so much, Sunil. This was a really great interview. And thank you for being our first guest ever and also going through some of the little challenges of getting this recording up and running. I appreciate it and I appreciate you and I wish you all of the success.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. It was nice seeing you again.
0: Well, that's it for us. Thank you for joining our very first episode of the Developer House show. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and check out G2I for any of your engineering hiring needs. Catch you next time.